So everybody, I know you can probably hear me on my phone. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me on my phone. Awesome. So I know it's probably a bad moment right now. Um, it's all right. Everyone relax. So shit happened. We're going it's back. okay. We've you for those of you who've been here, and you know we've had moments where Kevin's computer something happens. It's part of showbiz. No, it's still there. It's shit still happens, there. but we're still here. We're still going. Welcome to Twenty One Gun Podcast. I Jeremy, now your new official host. We have Frank over here. The uh, oh, now I can view myself. There we are. There we are. Wow, what a complete <laughs> and total you still cluster. Olivia? Is Olivia still here? Yeah, she's Olivia's still, still here. here. All the okay. stuff is down. You don't have any more videos up. Yeah, I know. I'll just work on it. I'll just do one at a time. Hey, everyone, welcome to the 21 Gun Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Sullivan. With us tonight, running the electronic equipment that just completely fell apart. No, that was mine. I, I have no idea what happened, but we have Jeremy on the buttons over there. You guys might know him as. Jay Walton, JJ Smalls, um, Jay, and the, I can't come up with anything else. We also Drop have boy. sitting on the- uh, I could have sworn he was going to say Jay in the Chocolate Factory. JJ in the Chocolate gonna, Factory. I was going to fucking lose it. <laughs> <laughs> and we have on the couch, none other than the, what's amazing here is every week we sit in awe. We did, sit in awe because- um, Did you mispronounce his name with an F? Yeah. He spells yeah. it differently every week if you haven't noticed. I have. I was, every, okay, I was Every week. He spells it differently every yeah, single it's week. It's just a little fun thing. There's Philosophical Frank and a none other, an actual recipient in the flesh <laughs> of the National Defense Service Medal. Yo, everybody stand, give him a round of baby. applause. Pizza if you're stand. at home, give him a round of applause. I believe, I believe uh, even the president has to salute you. Isn't that how that works? Yo. You get free parking and if all he, sorts of stuff. If he can remember. Only at Walmart. <laughs> only, only at Walmart. Only at Walmart. You only, get free. only at Walmart on the second Tuesday in the Vernal Equinox. Ah. All right, so I'll go over what, order. what we have going on tonight. We just, we're just basically recapping some week's events. The whole point of the 21 Gun Podcast is to give you a voice. If you want to talk, Jeremy's going to pull up your comments. We may even, as we figure this out in the future, as things don't totally get screwed up like that, uh, we may even have you guys uh, hop on almost like a call-in show. In fact, we got to figure out how to do a call-in show because that would be dope. Um, we have tonight our guest is Lieutenant Colonel Olivia Dunn from Soldiers for Life podcast. Uh, the U.S. Army Soldier for Life podcast shares information about education, employment, and health and wellness resources available to soldiers, veterans, and their families. Uh, and to give you an idea of her podcast, what I did is I just pulled up notes from her, her most recent show. So uh, transitioning from the military is never easy. We all know that, right? Uh, we at Soldier for Life talk about starting your process as early as 20 months prior to your separation date. I got to remember to bring this up to her because uh, it's huge. That's huge. People don't, you don't prepare. You don't prepare. And I had this guy on... Um, I think he was in the Ranger Regiment a while ago. His name was Mike Lario. And that was one of the most profound things he told me. Even if you're like uh, straight out of boot camp, brand new, mosquito wings, whatever you call those, mosquito, what do you call them? Mosquito stripes, whatever. Uh, I don't know. You guys use the term mosquito for privates, right? Mosquito stripes? No, mosquito. we just call them chevrons. Chevron. No, there's a... I'm, They're called okay. chevrons. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> even if, even if, you, even if you're a brand new 
troop. Uh, it could happen tomorrow. So always kind of keep that in your back pocket. Sounds morbid, but there's three people in this room right here who didn't know we were going to be civilians very quickly. So it happens. Fair. Um, anyways, so uh, she says uh, starting a process as early as 24 months prior to your separation date. Listen to Lieutenant Colonel uh, Olivia Nunn speak to Herb Thompson, an Army veteran and author of his transition and how to um, of owning your transition. And that's basically it. So, so interesting show. We talk about a lot of that stuff. It seems like it is a more polished version of this show, <laughs> more professional. Yeah. I bet you right in the middle of the very beginning, which that was a funny video. And I'm so mad. I had well, a whole... we can we can polish it and use it next week. Yeah. Okay. We'll try that. Because uh, I, I think so we'll have excited. the guest in studio, won't we, next week? Uh, no, that's the Halloween one. No, oh, that'd no. be even better with costumes. Yes. Yo. Next week, guys. Next week. Speaking yeah. of which, oh, jumping I think a little I ahead that one, here. My bad. <laughs> we're gonna have. We're gonna be a little bit earlier. We're gonna be at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time, and it's gonna be a uh, a costume show. So we're gonna dress up as costume <laughs> in costumes. We're even gonna have <laughs> Matthew. Don't call him Matt. Reeves in the studio. I think he said he's going to come, so that'll the be fun. Man, I picked up might... some honey from him from this weekend. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah. right. I remember he was doing that whole thing, and he's like, oh, oh, "He's my... doing a big time now." All, all my bees left or something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he just like woke up. Everything yeah. he put in there were just like, "Yeah, Gone, peace yeah. out." This guy's an asshole. I'm not going to make honey for him, and they they peaced out. So I do have that marine video that we did have up. I have that up now. If you want to, it's a marine point. video. They'll yeah. Want, well, yeah. well, let's get to that in a minute. We have some upcoming. Okay, we have some upcoming. Hikes, uh, do you want to bring up Irreverent Warriors? October 30th, so next week, we're down to our last eight, eight hikes. Uh, October 30th, we got three hikes, Cincinnati, Ohio, Richmond, Virginia, and Houston, Texas. I always, I am perpetually a step behind all the hikes. Like, I'm going to be down oh, in know. that area <laughs> we know. next week. We know. I couldn't go to Fayetteville because I was somewhere, it's always somewhere else. It's always somewhere else. How about this? Were you riding your bike? Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Let's, I'm going to say... Next year, <laughs> next hike season. No, this is good. Let's let's look. I'm not okay. I'll make it. Are you ready for this? You better oh, Raleigh, okay. bitch. I'll make it to every single North Carolina hike, and if I don't, it's gonna be eight. If you don't, I will shave my beard and wear a mustache for thirty days straight. <gasps> Ooh. Mm, now Ooh. it's recorded, so now you're gonna see. Yeah, it. we got witnesses now. Yeah, I got to check my schedule first. Before <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> There's always a disclaimer. I got jobs all over the country. I'm moving around. That's like, um, yeah, if I do something nice, I'll finally have a girlfriend for once. And he's like, well, that'll never happen. Fuck you guys. <laughs> wow. Did it just get... Jeremy just kind of opened up a little bit right there. A little bit. A little bit. Issues. Got mm-hmm. a little weird. Little got a little weird in the studio. November 6th, Los Angeles, it's California. That would be a, a crazy hike. November 14th. I never even heard of this. I mean, November 13th, Clarksville, Tennessee. Clarksville? Yeah, I've never heard of that yeah, one. Clarksville. Clarksville. Uh, where yeah. are you from, son? Clarksville. Never heard of it. There's November 20th. There. There's a whole huge base there. It's like one of the biggest bases in the Army. At Clarksville? Yeah. It's an Army base? Only a soldier. No, it's um, Campbell. It's Campbell. Oh, okay. Campbell's in Clarksville. I'm That's in Kentucky. There. December 4th, it's, it's Las split. Vegas, Nir- Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana. It's the end of a long weekend, guys. Oh Las Vegas, Nirvana oh. next week. Or, no, no, no. I'm sorry. December 4th. <laughs> and December 11th, the big party, the one that everyone tries to go to, is down in Key West. Yep. Uh, are they doing the sequins and silkies? Silkies and sequins. Sure are. Yep, they are. And, and uh, we, I have already, we are already reserved, me and my wife. We will be there. For key, for silkies for, and sequins or for the for, hike? For, for, for Key West. We're okay. doing a whole vacation thing. Yeah. And it's going to be like a vacation for us. Okay. She is not volunteering. She just wants to go to Key West. Oh, yeah. So uh, real quick, as a quick plug for those of you who are going to Key West, we're having a Sunday fun day. Not many people have signed up, but it's 50 bucks. It covers the boat and tip 
bring your own food. We go out to Siesta Key, and we will be out there all day. Uh, I was out there snorkeling with sharks last year. For those who know me and was there or seen videos, sign up because you, you don't want to miss a Sunday. Are you shirts for the boat, or is it just the tip? Just the tip. <laughs> Such an asshole. I couldn't help it. I'm 12 years old. I have a 12-year-old mind. I we can't know. get beyond that. I'm um, like nine. So we're going to be doing a live Christmas episode over at Revival 1869. I got I to confirm that, but um, we did it. We've been doing it for years. You <laughs> we're going to have an episode, yeah, but yeah. I got to make sure. Did you ask me? I was texting. They always let us do it. They always let us. I've been texting uh, Malia, but she hasn't texted me back. So uh, I assume we're going to be over it. If not, we'll find another place. Maybe we'll do the axe-throwing place. That would be freaking cool. Have you been to the Axe Throwing Place right across? Anyways, come down to Clayton, North Carolina if you're Clayton, local. Really? Yeah, it's right, uh, I don't know, it's near Mike's. You can walk to it from Mike's. Uh, Revival 1869, maybe we'll be there, maybe we'll be Axe Throwing. I don't know, but we're going to do something live down here and we love having people uh, wear a Christmas outfit, ugly sweater. We just have a good time. I, I love, the Christmas episode is my favorite episode to do, so uh, we're going to be doing that. Uh, we're going to be doing the annual Battle of the Branches at some point. I don't know, maybe... New Year's, I mean, not New Year's, uh, Thanksgiving episode. I like doing these special ones. But Battle of the Branches, listen up, guys. I need a representative from every single branch. Not in this room. I need... Damn it. I need Coast Guard, uh, Marine Corps. I need... I now I have to think of them all. Navy, Air Force. Right, Kevin? And you know what? The only Space Force guy I know is probably... It's Dustin Carroll. You're probably going to be back on the show because I can't find too many of you. And we we do a, a trivia game. And last year... Gustavo Martinez, U.S. Marine Corps, kicked the shit out of everyone. He was like the smartest dude in the room. Do, do you want to know why? Why? We literally have time to do to do nothing. Just just go on just Reddit read, and become yep. professionals at everything. Exactly. <laughs> Reddit, exactly. TikTok, Reddit and TikTok. Do you know the masters who, of useless knowledge. Do you know who was the, the least, like they scored, I think, one point? Navy. Navy yeah. got worked. Got destroyed. Coast well, so Guard. The Air Force Coast Guard. The well, there was no Air Force, was there? Did I have an nope. Air Force rep? You didn't show up. You had that little doll, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't there. <laughs> he had a doll? Yeah. It was a little skeleton that he had. No, no, it was, uh, it was an elf. <laughs> yeah, so we did it around it, Christmas that's time. It, that's it. Yeah. So we'll nice. have fun with that. If you want to be involved, just put a message in here. Uh, email me over at kevin at 21gun.net. Seriously, we have a lot of fun and represent represent your branch. And this is this is the cool thing about that episode is when for that year, you are officially the smartest branch. I mean, all the way up the chain of command to the commander in chief. Uh, yeah, it's official. So <laughs> if you win, you're official. So make sure you sign up for that. No pressure, though. None. Um, and, and then lastly, and I can't believe I'm already making these announcements. This year, what the... F- coronavirus... Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't want to get canceled. Don't want to get canceled. It took a year of my life and it made it just, it was like, I'll go, hey, do you know what? Weren't we just there last year? And people are like, no, that was two years ago. And then I remember 2020 just was a boot up my butt the entire year. It totally screwed everything up. But I think at the same time, because I was so excited to get into 2021 and and, uh, tell 2020 to pound sand, 2021 went by wicked fast. Like, I feel like we were just... Wicked fast. We were just just talking about this stuff. totally went there. Yeah, you did. Uh, New Year's countdown. We had fun last year. Jeremy, were you in the room? I don't remember. You helped. No, you were out No, I was out at a night of party. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do remember that. So, yes, we're going to do a countdown. I don't know. You might be at a party. I don't know. No, I'm not doing anything this year. Nice. We're doing it here then. Cool. Me and you are doing it here. Well... Whoa, <laughs> 2021, it. but I love you, bro. But come on, uh, Frank, you're invited too. Uh, I don't know what uh, you're doing for for what did I call it again? New Year's. So if you want to come down, me either. Some celebrations. <laughs> That's about it. That's all I have. Um, I do have one thing. Those yeah. of you who are commenting in the chat. Once again, please allow Streamyard to access your Facebook comments. So when you go to log in, um, when you click on the stream, 
we uh, someone said would love some info funding uh, info on funding for a veteran startup business. And okay. someone said Army leads the way who and we have no idea who you are. Yeah. So, yeah. So either that or Jeremy's number is 919. It's 910. No. It's 867 5309. Uh, no, just, yeah. Or, or send me a DM or do whatever that stuff. And that's it. It's all I got. Um, we have some stories that we have to go over. Uh, one of them, I can't believe we missed this last week. Last week was crazy because we had was. four people in the room. It was insane. Uh, Bill Shatner, William Shatner, yeah. Ca- Captain Kirk went to outer yeah. space. Jeremy, do you have. Um, I think that it's video number four. Up? Yeah, I yeah, sure yeah. got it. Uh, jump to one, uh, one hour and fifty minutes. One hour and fifty minutes. And the problem is with my setup is I don't, I can't see what you're pulling up. So, um, <laughs> but I want to watch. So yeah, pull this up and I'll read. I'll <laughs> Sorry, read that was too. Fun. <laughs> So from The Blaze, Blue Origin shared a video Wednesday, this is actually last Wednesday, of Shatner's hilarious reaction to weightlessly, float, weightlessly, weightlessly floating in space in the airspace giant's New Shepard Castle. So I thought this was like an airplane, you know, like the I think Virgin Galactic, they can get in outer space with this weird plane. Mm-hmm. I thought it was that sort of thing. But they, no shit, put him in a capsule. Like yeah. old school yeah. rocket. And then, here, actually, that's why I have this here. So pull up, uh, do you have it up? I got it up. All right, yeah, yeah, check this out. So a legit legit capsule, Uh, any second now it's going to go. I had no idea it looked like this. And then uh, after we kind of see that, yeah, see if. It's playing. Okay, here we go. It's giving the. Yeah. So phallic. It's a giant. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. It was there. Anyone else getting Austin Powers vibes? Yeah. Giant Johnson. So uh, (laughs) the point of that is, like, I'm thinking. That's great, but I want to. I, I I don't know if I could strap myself to an ex, a controlled explosion. Hold on, it, you went up in a winged, boxy thing. Yeah, but not, still, nothing like this. That's fair. I was I was flying nineteen. And ladies and gentlemen, that is real. That is not that digital. Is, anything that is real. That is literally a controlled explosion happening right there. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and he's eighty something years old, yeah. which is kind of cool because they're showing that this is the the modern age of of space travel. You're just basically a passenger. Strap yourself in and go for a ride. Um, skip ahead just like a few yeah, seconds. It goes was... quick. It's really quick. Like he takes That's off what and she comes said. down. No, no, back up. I think you're already at the yep, landing. I yeah, yeah. See, they just go up to outer space. They float around for like 10 seconds. They strap in and they come back down. Um, That's so freaking cool. Now watch this. This is the part that I don't think I could trust. So it comes back down. It basically just freaking rockets back to Earth. Uh, go to what was the number I said? Uh, oh, you probably don't have it up. Nope. Uh, it's coming back it? down right now. Uh, 157. One, oh, one hour when it lands, it's minutes. coming up right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check this out. It's coming right back down. Yeah, I thought like I had no idea it was this freaking crazy. Yeah, I that's thought, the that's the rocket on the bottom. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I thought we were in the like propulsion. And look how quickly you see that in the right screen there. It's like, oh yeah, you're still in outer space. No, those are buildings. They're just careening towards just the ground. We're just plummeting. You know the yeah. deal. Now watch this. This is pretty impressive. And this is what it's like when Frank sits on the toilet. I'm just kidding. Pretty much. Oh, Jeremy. No, Willie's not up there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I do have something else. Oh, no, I don't. Damn it. Like, could you imagine just like, hi, hi, I went to space and now I'm not. What's weirder about this, right? Think about how short a time five minutes is, right? Uh, You you sit on the couch, five minutes goes by, whatever. This dude, you're sitting on a rocket. And within five minutes, you're going to be in outer space and then back on the ground. That's pretty freaking crazy. And then you just come almost to a dead stop. Look at this. That's like... 
See, that's the part I don't think I would trust. <laughs> Wait, not be sitting underneath, you know, fuel. <laughs> Dude, that's that's it. You can pull it down. But that's pretty freaking cool, right? Uh, it gives me some hope, too, because I think we are all at the age where, like, when we're 80, we might be able to take a trip to space. Would you do it? If it was, like, by that time, if the Virgin Galactic plane thing and less, less you know, rockets, if you could do something like that or, or any sort of... Uh, what do they call it? Like um, tourism, space tourism. Would you do it before you die? Yeah. I damn would, right I would. 100%. If I was 80 years old, I'd be like, strap me in. We're going. We're going to outer space. That I would mean, be really cool. Bro, much, how you dying? Going that way. I know. pretty much at the end anyway. You know, I probably had a good ride up until that point, so why not? Yeah, I think it would be cool. And yeah. and uh, they're talking about going around the moon. Multi-day trips. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> we talked about this before the show. We're going to try something new because we had Ranger Rick in. And <laughs> boom. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Here's Olivia. We were talking before the show. Um, we had Ranger Rick in last week, and it was nice to have like that fourth voice, the person chiming in every now and then. And I was like, <laughs> why don't we bring our guests up and when we say something stupid she can hop in and be like listen dumbasses. so olivia welcome to the show thank you thank you for the invite and having me welcome colonel um, well i'm retired now so oh okay yeah okay. Um, well she outranks you so you call her colonel yes, that's true that's true 100%, 100%. Uh, just a small a, a measly little captain over here although it sounds cooler captain i'm it's like Captain America, right? Okay, no, never mind. Just nothing like No, I'm sorry. Yep. It's a full bird still I wish, hold on. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this for, for you guys, for me, for the... For, for the, our viewers who yeah, yeah. have known us for a while and known what we do. There we go. We That's need supposed it. to be some kind of sick joke. Yes. Yes, it was, Colonel. It. it was supposed to be one, some, some kind of sick joke. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so the idea is, would you someday uh, to do travel to outer space? As dangerous and crazy as it is, and maybe it's not dangerous. Uh, Shatner did it. It's 100% dangerous. What are you talking about? I mean, about? so is driving a car. What do you think? What do you think powers your car down the road? Besides, besides my dual motors of my electric vehicle, you have one motor of explosions. I mean, I think you know, we are in the business of risk, right? The military is risk, and we do a lot of crazy, exciting, scary things. So why mm -hmm. not add space to that? Um, I I personally probably wouldn't sign up to be one of the first and few to go to not space. Not the first. Right? You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> out. You know, I think in like ten years, if we've been doing it for a while, why not? Why the hell not? Um, why not do a trip around the moon for oh, three days? So great! Right? It would be so great. I mean. What's Join what's the funny? Mile High Club or whatever. Yo, <laughs> how does that work? I know with the whole Mars thing, they talked about like what would happen, right? Because if you have if you have men and women, and they could be like, you know, what, what do we call that? The you, you go to you deploy and the the ugliest people in the squadron all of a sudden become super <laughs> handsome and gorgeous. But like you go, you're going to Mars. The wrong branch. There's a name for that. I can't remember what it was, but you. Uh, Desert queens, desert kings. Anyways, so you 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 get on a you get on a, a ship and you're gonna go out for like how long does it take to get to Mars? Like a year and a half or I something? No. Would they put seriously? Would they put men and women together? And how do you know that in nine months you're not gonna have little little space babies? And what does that do to you? Um, you know, um, I think the first time that that happens, we're gonna have an answer. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I think uh, with my knowledge of physiology, I think the kid would be wonky looking. I mean, I think without... Because of no gravity? No gravity. Moment, you're, yeah. You'd like be a human squid. Maybe that's what... Um, not squid. It's an an amoeba. Octopus. Well, technically, speaking, an amoeba. It, technically speaking, isn't the kid already going to be in zero gravity? It's already in like 
No, it still has. No, because like, it's got support and gravity, no yeah, matter it what. Feels. I mean, it's kind of floating in the. Yeah. the but but when it's born, yeah. There was actually a movie about that, about a kid born in Mars. This is just recently, like last couple of years, and he was super super tall and lanky because his body. Mars uh, has less gravity, and his body just kind of—it wasn't fighting gravity. What the hell was that called? Movies is this? He comes back. He comes back to Earth. uh, Totally googling this. Yeah, it was. It was. uh, (laughs) Please. It was a a kid born on Mars. He comes back to Earth, and he's like, he can't. Like his body's all wonky because he's not used to that. That stuff is. Listen, these are the things you wonder, right? When I was younger, I used to lay in bed and you know think about life and death and all this now i lay in bed and i'm like what would happen if you had a baby in space uh, the space between us <laughs> yes that the was first it. human born was on it. mars after a team of astronauts visit the planet in order to colonize it yes and they had a baby shit movie oh yeah the and the kid is tall as skinny as hell yeah yeah i didn't enjoy it but uh worth <laughs> worth checking <laughs> oh it out um, i'm sure the smart people will be on it and we'll figure all those things out <laughs> exactly they will Just they must yeah. not us because they are i mean they're legit they're if they set up a colony out there there's going to be babies there's going to be martians that's crazy. Yo, that's our even, first Martians. How crazy? about that? Kevin's finally fantasy comes true. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got a couple other stories. I want to. I want to hit the good ones before we go into. Uh, should we do? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to show this video. Uh, Navy prepares for discharge of sailors who refuse the vaccine. So let me show you. You guys probably saw this. This is kind yeah, of yeah. We a, shared that last week or the year week before. Well, I think you well, shared no, it with me, it but no, it wasn't. It's this right here. No, I had this up. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Now, first off, his, his chain of command totally knows who this is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I say this every week. What are you doing, dude? Oh, relax your arm a little bit. There we go. What are you doing? Uh, with the threat of losing my livelihood and I have to support my family and blah, blah, blah in 14 years. Uh, this is a tricky one, and we've talked about it. Uh, there's good arguments on both sides. Um, I don't know. We had that woman on uh, a few weeks ago who was running her mouth on TikTok in uniform. Oh, that's uh, the Army Staff Sergeant. Yeah, yeah. Staff Sergeant with I, the, yeah. I don't. I, this is. I'm glad I'm not an officer in the military right now because that is some like you. That's a public appearance in your uniform, and you're making some pretty lofty statements. I mean, look at Colonel Scheller. And look at Colonel Scheller. She's right. Saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what, know, do, what do you and- think? Well, you know, I used to be a public affairs officer, and that's the thing that we have to remind our soldiers is that at the end of the day, you still represent the uniform. Yep. Even in your social media capacity, you have an opinion, you have the right to the opinion, but at the end of the day, you are still governed by UCMJ. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there is still a fine line. Now, once you are removed from that and you no longer wear that uniform, sky's the limit. I mean, sure. obviously, that limit, there's still a cap. There's things that you can't say, you know. Um, or maybe you're going to get a visit from Homeland Defense and things like yeah, that, yeah. right? You know, there's still a limit on that. But to, Well, I was just going to say, to this day, I'll be talking with someone and I'm like, yeah, there's this awesome defense thing. And I'm like, I think that's classified, so never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Because you still can't talk about that shit, uh, yeah. even though I don't barely remember any of it. But yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. That's, so that's, so how, how does that work? Is it one of those like, <clears throat> battle's all nice and shiny? You say it and then a day later, they're like, oh, we caught you saying it. You're like, I got TBI. I don't, I don't remember. I, I think yes. I think my personal opinion is, and it's because I'm an old guy, get off of freaking social media <laughs> if you're wearing your uniform, unless you're doing oh, okay. something like in a parade or whatever. I don't know. But if you're going to sit there and run your mouth, best not have your freaking uniform on. And that's for any job, right? Yeah. I work for a health department. I go and I speak at the um, the school board meetings and I'm like, 
Uh, I'm speaking to you as a physician assistant, not as a member of, and then I say where, who I'm a member of, but, um, and, and I have to, cause I don't want to represent the wrong people. But when you wear your uniform, you're making a very bold statement about who you're representing. And even if you're not in that video right there, he's representing the U S Navy, obviously. The thing that gets me about it is, and it's, it's very much a hot button and a very much a, a, a whole, it's, it's beyond like touchy. Because you know, as like a person, you know, like I should be able to say X, Y, and Z, but but like you know, the Colonel said, you you're wearing this uniform, and what happens is, it's just how society is built up, where no one's gonna say, well, that person in that uniform said this. Society will always say, well, the Navy said, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, right. the Army said, yeah, or right. the Marines said. They never point out the individual. It's always mm-hmm. blanketed. Well, this is what the army thinks. Yeah. Right. This is what the navy thinks, and it puts just this black cloud over everything. So, and I cringe when I see people in uniform saying things when they're like, even a game show. Like, why are you on yeah. a game show in uniform? Yeah, yeah, they do that all the time. Uh, like, what is that? The prices, the prices, right? right and all that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, bo- it makes me cringe every time yeah. I see it because it's like you're under such scrutiny. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. why even put yourself in that position? That's, uh, you know, there's always a time and place. And that's why, you know, people like me in the military were employed. You, you know, there's there's good publicity, right? And there's and you want at the end of the day, it's all about storytelling and you want our American people to know our military. And so while, yeah, it could be somewhat cringeworthy to see a service member at a game or on the prices. Right. But we want that. We want our public to see our military to see us as people and interacting so those are good even if us in uniform find that a little weird but you know that's not controversial so that that's an easy thing to do but when you start getting into controversial lanes like the shots or anything else that's controversial you know that's where it gets tough and this is thing that we've got to remember at the end of the day is that we have chosen to raise our right hand for whatever reason you decide to come into the military whether it was for education, is to come out of a bad situation, or or to propel yourself forward, whatever that reason may be, you voluntarily raised your right hand to do something bigger and better and bolder than yourself. And part of that means giving up your individual freedoms, yep. which means then you will have to be part of the collective. And that collective says that you will do X, Y, and Z. And maybe that X, Y, and Z means getting shots that you may not agree with. And here's the thing. You do things to protect what's left and right and front and back. And part of that is getting shots. I mean, I'm going to sit there and say it. I was a chemical officer before I was a public affairs officer. So I understand and I studied what viruses and what lethal doses and other things could do or not do to us. And so, yeah, I stand behind making sure you get vaccinated for things. There's reasons why we've been able to eradicate certain diseases because we had science. Are they perfect? Absolutely not. Are they 100%? No, they're not. But the probability to reduce your chance that you won't die that's the risk that you're running up against. And that's what you want to take, right? You're reducing the risk to die. You know, we easily accept that I'm going to do this to protect my buddy, right? So why wouldn't you say the same thing? I'm going to reduce the risk and not kill my buddy by taking this vaccine is how I look at it. 
I look at it like you you join the military, and we were talking about this, I think, last week. It's and if they say, "Hey, we're going to put a microchip in the back of your brain," guess what? You got it. Yeah, <laughs> you joined. That's part, you joined. part of it. I mean, we, we talked about flying. We have regulations when we fly. We can't fly near certain things when we're in the civilian world or when we're flying uh, Conus. But you fly Ocon. You fly uh, in, in a battle into a battlefield god why is my brain not working you fly somewhere dangerous where you have to be and all those regulations go out the window it's like well mission mission dictates what you have to do and yeah it's a you know and and i get it it's a hot button topic it's a hot button issue and we got a lot of young people and the folks who are in the military kind of a there's not too many uh we'll call them type b's not too many type b's in the military most people are type a and i hmm uh-oh, Jeremy. Every Uh-oh. time people say, I'm type A, type B, all that shit, I'm like, so what, you just like typed A on the computer or something? I, what does that shit mean? Uh, I don't know what that means. Jeremy's, uh, he's a special Personality. Guy. He's a spe- it means like, it, Jeremy. It's personality. You- yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm like, I'm eccentric, so I'm ty- loud. Well, type A, typically what they're referencing is that the personality means that you are aggressive, forward, and take charge which is 99% of those that are in the military. Oh, oh yeah. common. Fuck me. So it's kind of like, Very damn common. it, I thought I was special. It's kind of like, what, <laughs> no. what, do you, what do you expect? What do you expect? when? And you're going to get pushback, but I don't know. You signed your, your I, I, and I know this is a controversial topic. This isn't Reverend Warrior's official position on it. See, we still got to play that game. But um, yep. it's still, I mean, it's controversial. And, and I think that kid made a mistake. And he had 14 years in. I don't know if that guy's an officer or a, and what's a 14 year sailor that's like a sailor level four? No, it's a. Um, <laughs> Their rank it's a system. Petty officer first class. They're like a boats, boats wains mate. Boatswain's mate. Four, three. But it's usually, a, it's usually an E7, E8. Do you know what? I should you not. When we did the, um, the Battle of the Branches, I, I had a list of um, Navy jobs, job titles like that, boatswain and all that stuff. And I was like, which one is a Navy job? And I can't remember what the other one, which one's like a part of a. Uh, aircraft and the dude was getting them wrong I was like he, like I was naming all these Navy jobs he's like I don't know what the hell that is if you <laughs> ever looked at the Navy job in the naval in the system and how they do things, makes no sense you would understand why he didn't know yeah yeah reminds, like, reminds me of uh, Too Fast Too Furious so uh, I'm gonna put a, a Gallo 8 or a Gallo 15 in my uh, in my uh, Toyota oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which one would you go I go with the 8 well, I didn't is know this, pizza places made motors is this a movie yeah I don't know Fast and Furious movie shut up I what a movie what Kevin did I I find I find when I see these Boomer. movies, my uh, my intellect drops a few levels. So you can't uh, say dude, I'm older than he is. Don't say that. I only yeah, watch bo- Double Boomer, PBS <laughs> News Hour. Yeah, you are older than me. We figured that out last week. Shemaya's <laughs> laughing her ass off right now. Of course, You're yes, she is. yes. All right. Uh, speaking of speaking of getting the shot, did you guys see Sanjay, uh, Sanjay Gupta and Joe Rogan a couple weeks ago? This one I really wanted to talk about because look, it's no lie. I look up to the guy. Everyone who does podcast, anyone who does broadcasting, whatever. He's like the Charlie Rose of our of our generation, and uh, I really enjoyed the way. So what I was expecting is in in the modern world, people tend to tread lightly. Mm. And you're like, okay, these people are going to debate. They're going to go head to head. And then they just kind of, hey, you know, they pull back and they're trying to be friendly. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Debate is healthy. Debate is good. Debate is what, what this is how ideas come about. Ha- having And when you're in the sciences, if you have a science degree, um, I assume other degrees, right? If you have to defend an idea, they tear you apart. So you come up and you say, uh, vitamin C is actually effective at protecting you from getting the flu. Okay, prove it. 
okay, here's the way. You list all your things and then they go, that shit, uh, the top one, and they just tear you apart. And then you look at that and you go, he's absolutely right. My idea is shit. And, and you don't feel bad about it. You don't go home going, man, he made me feel bad. No, you debate and the good, the good things rise to the top. So I think, I think Joe Rogan did a great job. I want to show a clip of that. The problem is all my, none of my clips are, are preloaded because it screwed everything up. Uh, let me, me look at this. No, no, I got it. I, I got scared it. when he does this. I know. I, this when I'm afraid too. I'm going to pull it up, and then uh, we're okay. all going to crash. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the unmute no, no. button on yeah. my phone. No, here, it here it goes. Here it goes. Here it goes. But what? But okay. uh, so, so for you, Joe Rogan. Yes. I would say you've had it. Yes. To not get one shot of the vaccine. No. Why not? Because I have better immunity than I would if I was vaccinated. We, so, right? Yes. Don't I? I think your immunity is really good. So why, if I've already gotten through COVID and I was really only sick for a day, and then five days later I was negative, I, and I do have the natural antibodies now, why would I take a chance in getting vaccinated on top of that? By the way, I'm glad you're, you're, you're better. I'm Thank glad you. it only lasted a day. You're probably <laughs> the only one at CNN Thank that's glad. No, 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 no. We're not. The rest of them are all lying about me taking Hork's medication. But this is we big right here. That. that bothered you. It should bother you, too. They're well, lying I, at your network about people taking human drugs versus drugs for it, veterinary. Calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network, it, it, and it's a lie that's a willing, that's, that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah. They're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see that thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> nope. It was yeah, a no, I saw it was this. snarky. I admit it. They Way said, back you are when. not a horse, you are not a cow, stop taking this stuff or something like that. Why would you say that when you're talking? See, I don't want to, I just want to kind of show how that, I thought that was brilliant. I thought they did a great job. Um, but the point is, right, you can have these discussions. You don't, you don't have to get to each other's throat or whatever. Um, without going down the rabbit hole of that, it's absolutely true. So I write medicines all the time. I, I prescribe medicines all the time. And uh, a perfect example, uh, Coumadin. Coumadin will save your life, could save a lot of people's lives. It's also rat poison. I shit you not. It's 100% rat poison. Oh, you said Coumadin. I thought you said cumin. I'm like, I'm putting cumin in all my food. I'm like, cumin. Oh yeah. Cumin is rat poison. Now, now, I'm so dyslexic, I swear. Under that argument, I could be, someone could say, you know, you know, uh, uh, Kevin writes uh, rat poison for his patients. Yeah, I do. Uh, amoxicillin, I believe, I don't have fish tanks, but I believe it, it, it cleans fish tanks. Yep. It helps fish tanks, kills the bacteria. I write amoxicillin. 30 times a week. I've taken amoxicillin Yeah, yeah. Before. So am I writing people fish tank cleaner? No. <laughs> no. I'm writing them an antibiotic. And yeah, I thought he was great. I thought that was... Uh, did you see the interview? I did. And he told... Yeah. And I... Okay, so as much, I enjoyed the interview. Yeah. And the one thing I will say about it is it was fair up until the point to where you could tell it was kind of a gotcha moment and he he had been waiting to talk to someone about what was said about him. And I understand his frustration with it. Sure. Because he was 100% lying on. Like, it yeah, was yeah. a complete, he wasn't you know, taking lies, smear job, whatever. And, but his thing was, you know, he expected one thing and got another thing. Right. And it was kind of that gotcha moment. It was like, well, and he was kind of talking to the wrong person and Dr. Gupta, but at the same time, there's some culpability because that man has the credentials and he could have said to the network, hey, this is wrong. You're, you're saying this wrong, whatever have you. 
but at the same time, he wouldn't answer any of the questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's there's a political thing there, right? Yeah. He he yeah. works for CNN. He works mm-hmm. for a bunch. Of, he works for a hospital, yeah. and he knows that everything he says. So the way he talks and th- right. you could see it. You could see it in his body yeah. language. He had to. He has um, to be really careful with what what he says. And it's and then you have Joe Rogan who can literally say whatever he wants to. Right. Yeah. 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 For a hundred million dollars, I would yeah. love to be in his his shoes. Speaking of a hundred million dollar podcast, Olivia. <laughs> She's like, I'm sitting here waiting. Y'all need Segway. to shut up. Segway. Tell us, no, tell us wait. about your podcast, Soldiers for Soldiers for Life podcast, right? Yeah. So, Soldier for Life podcast. I was the host. There were oh. nine seasons. Um, oh, was that? Now I feel like a yeah, shithead. She's like, yeah, why didn't you do your? No, no, no. no. <laughs> so when I was active duty, um, the first from season three to season nine, I served as the host of the Soldier for Life podcast. And like you mentioned in the intro, you know, we served the military community in everything that mattered to the military community in that transition space. Right. And I had the opportunity to talk to a lot of different organizations and different people. And I loved what I did in that capacity so you can find the soldier for life podcast wherever you get your podcast so you know google play spotify iHeartRadio, itunes and we have about 112 episodes that are out oh, wow. there dang yeah was so, it was it official uh through the army or was it, it is, your, your own it thing? Is, okay yep, I didn't it was an that. official u.s army podcast um and i did it as a public affairs officer it was okay. a labor of love um that i did and i thoroughly enjoyed it so i cut my teeth as a podcast host mm. on that show and uh learned a lot from it and um yeah and i really realized that that it serves our audience in a different way in bringing technology in a way that um, lends a storytelling way, right? Um, it, it allows our military community to digest information at their own pace. Yeah, when well, you're working that, out or driving. Exactly. Yeah. And it also, and I think the one thing is, I know a lot of people complained about the pandemic in many ways, and it was tough for everybody. I mean, it was tough for me. And I shared that in, you know, on my social media post, as well as within the podcast, you know, it was hard for me too, because I went through my own transition and I had some personal things that happened in my own life. But what the podcast, what the pandemic did for our podcast is it allowed me to go in a work from home scenario. And so I was able to reach out to different people in a way that I wasn't able to originally because season three was done in studio. So people were coming to the Soldier for Life office in DC and that limited the people that I was really talking to. But when COVID hit, I started broadcasting actually from this setup, the setup that you see right now. And um, I was able to reach out and touch literally anybody i was able to talk to people in australia and is that incredible yeah that's 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 one of the best things about like if you asked me 20 years ago you have a tv studio in your front room of your house i'd be like no i wouldn't what how would you even begin that right like how do you and technology has made it that really anybody anyone can do it. it takes a little work um, you said cutting your teeth and everything. Uh, a lot of people also too, they'll be like, I'm going to start a podcast. And then they don't realize the amount of work that goes oh, into doing the show. Oh it's yeah. It's a ton of work. It's if a you, lot of work. If you don't do, if you don't do your, your prep work, you, I mean, you can hear it. You, I've listened to some shows and I'm like, Oh God. Oh God. Cause they'll be like, Hey, do you want to come on my show? And I'm like, yeah, maybe, 
Maybe it's next a lot week. of work, um, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's a lot of work, but there's also, you know, I'm going to be honest, there's, you've got to have a little bit of a knack for it, a little bit of a talent. Um, you yeah. can't just, well, I just like to talk. Oh, okay. Well, there's a little bit of interview that you've got to do. There's a little bit of studying. There's a little bit of having a bit of flair, if you will, and being able to have a conversation back and forth and a push and a pull. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I say, and I think that even if you have that flair, you get better with it over time. Like I, I went back to season three and I listened to how I first interviewed, (laughs) you know, know. that season. And then I listened to season nine. There's a growth even for myself. Oh, sure. Yeah. We just did that for ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah. Did we pull up an old one? We should do that. Uh, one of our movie nights. No, I think we did our first one. We did that on our hundredth episode. Didn't we? Or it was another time. I feel like we did. Yeah. You listen to yourself. You're like, Ooh, I was a little little like, you know? When I say we did the, uh, oh, look where we first started. And now we're now we're like, wow, we were horrible. And how are we still yeah. here? Yeah, then we start this show and everything <laughs> crashes as we go live. That, But you know what? I'll say this, though. That's the caveat of doing a live show. It's, a, it's live and pre-recorded. Are, you're basically talking about football and baseball. They're, they're oh, yeah. two totally different sports because sports well thanks because it's just it's not the same because like i i can't tell you how many people i've interviewed i'm like hey do you know what let's do that again we'll take this out and then you cut it out and make it sound clean and everyone's like wow this that's like an npr show and then this it's just i will tell you though um for my show that i i run it as if it's live like i tell people you got one shot with me just oh wow good nice because i i go into editing and and um i really don't want to i do spend a lot of time editing and um you know i just don't want to spend a lot of time in editing and so oh it can take a while yeah, it takes a, a long time. And also, and I feel like if people go into the mindset of knowing like, hey, if you come into it ready to go, I think you get the best out of them. Sure. And because it was a military sanctioned podcast, you know, I'm not, you know, I did come at you in terms of asking you questions, but I, I wasn't going to gut you from it, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I was yeah. still representing the military. But I will say, though, as the seasons went on, I did get a little more gutsier. So season eight and season nine, I did ask <laughs> some harder questions. And if you go to season nine and if you listen, you know, I walked away and I ended the show um, very raw. Like I talked about my own assault case. I was physically assaulted in my first deployment and I was very open about what happened and how that wasn't you know, closed for me. And sure. I've lived with those scars. Um, you know, I talk about, you know, allyship, you know, how men can be allies for women, things that I think, um, you know, sometimes the military does want to talk about, and I've been very open about race and diversity and how leaders need to have that open discussion. It is a hard conversation to have. It is tough to sit there and talk about race, but you have to say it, you have to have that discussion. You know, those are discussions that, you know, really came about, you know, after, you know, the last two summers with everything that has happened in our nation, especially when I live here in DC, and those events were happening right there on the nation's capital, you know, a few miles from my house. So, um, so I've been really excited about that own individual professional growth that I had as being a podcast host. And I've taken that and now I'm launching into a whole new series, you know, outside of the military. So excited to do that. Awesome. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. But but first, we bring that up all the time. At least I do. Uh, when I started this, po- my first episode of this show was like three or four years ago. I don't remember now. But I am a completely different person. I'm a better veteran, better 
father, better everything, all because of of being on shows, all because of having, I don't know how many we've done now, 100 and something episodes, speaking with other veterans, coming coming to the table with my idea, you know, I think veterans are this, and then someone tells me something, you know, well, well think about this side of it, I'm like, shit, I was wrong this whole time. Or sharing sharing um, resources, things like that. Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and I've said it on the show many times that, it's a give and take. I, this this show gives me as much as I feel like it gives other people. It does make you a better person, one hundred percent. Because it's also it's self reflective. You know, you 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 can't. Last week, actually, you guys made me cry. <laughs> no, you made yourself. Whoa, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, Ranger whoa, Rick made, made me cry. No, that was one hundred percent you. Well, I was telling a story that, and it was funny. I was driving down the road the other day. Uh, after that, oh, he wasn't riding his bike. I was driving. Right. Well, I I should say my my car was driving me down the road, and um, as I. <laughs> I go, what was that? Let me think. And I tried to think about what I was talking about. And my brain was like, nope, 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 leave it, leave it. <laughs> this is one of those areas I don't want to go into. But yeah. Oh, he said, nope, nope, leave it. And then he opened it up on the podcast. Yep. Well, no, no, no. That was after the fact well, because I hadn't talked about it. Um, yeah. It's one of those things. One of those things. Anyways, uh, so you have another show? Or you're uh, working yeah. on another show? Awesome. Um, what is it? So uh, we're getting close to launching but i was able to contract with the military officers association of america otherwise known as moa and i am going to be their podcast host and producer so very much in the same style as what i did for u.s army soldier for life and taking that with moa and the nice thing is because i've been able to shed my uniform because i've retired and i'm no longer lieutenant colonel olivia nunn i'm olivia nunn Mm -hmm. um i could take that advocacy route and now I'm going to take the same topics I've talked about, but I'm going to punch it harder because now I could talk about things from a political landscape. We're going to talk about advocacy and we're going to talk about from the Hills perspective because MOA is a lobbying organization on behalf of the military. So things that I couldn't really talk so much when I was Lieutenant Colonel Nunn, I can now talk about and kind of punch it in harder. And so excited to do that. And because at the end of the day, my heart is with the military community and that's where I want to stay. And, uh, and I really wanted to be able to leverage that in the, in the next chapter. And uh, that's just, you know, one of like, you know, a few things that I'm poking with yeah. different, you know, pokers, if you will, into the fire. Producing, oh, yeah. producing's, uh, yeah, that's another one of those. Um, it, it's, it's a completely different game too. I'm doing the same thing. I'm producing a show and there's all the, all the nuance that you don't think about. Uh, because not only, I mean, as a host, produ- people don't realize producing means, guests it means editing it means lighting it means making sure the cameras and stuff work it means all that stuff it's not an easy job it's like Um, finding who you're going to talk to it's it's opening up that dialogue and running that down and then actually getting them on but yeah it's it's work but it's it's fun work right yeah Um, oh yeah when your passion is there it can be a lot of fun sometimes hair pulling not even gonna lie when things don't line up um one of the episodes you know to kind of a sneak peek into it uh it talking about recruitment and what it means uh in terms of for the military and how moa as an organization can help with recruitment for the military and i was able to score an episode with the marines and the army's recruiting so i so i got both two stars from the marine recruitment and the army's recruitment on the show at the same time and trying to line up two two geos calendars at the same time um yeah that was a feat hard as hell yeah yeah right two geos trying to get their calendars to line up with my calendar because you know i have a day job too so yeah uh, that was interesting but it was a great conversation i enjoyed it 
And uh, yeah, so super excited to to kind of get that show going. Um, like I said, I'm recording in the background. We're working through some technical issues and hoping to launch that soon. Well, it's good for you because on being out of the military and like how we are now, you're able to actually have that platform and not have to worry about going, I got to be careful what I say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, you know, like I said, so that's just one aspect, right? I have a day job. So I have an LLC, which is where I'm running the, the podcast through. And then, you know, I went through a divorce earlier and, you know, me and my ex-husband are great friends and we're amicable and we co-parent. And so that's really nice. And, um, you know, that, that in itself keeps me busy, but, you know, I had to add another layer on top of that. And I, you know, I just retired from the military this past August. So, you know, all of that keeps me busy, Congrats. but, you know, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that cause I saw that you went in, in one uh, and I knew you retired. I'm like, man, you must've just, just retired. I did just retire. <laughs> wow. No. So let me add another layer on top of that. Um, I'm currently Ms. Georgetown and I'm running. That's, to be yeah. Ms. I was going to ask Columbia. that because yeah. I, I sent you an email. I'm like, were you Miss Georgia? No, Miss Georgetown. Miss Georgetown. Yeah. <sighs> so I'm in a pageant right now and uh, competition is less than a month away. Wow. It's uh, November 20th. And so, what's, yeah, what's so your talent? So this one doesn't have talent. It's, oh, that um, sucks. it's, uh, <laughs> so it's based on, um, so there, it opens with an opening act, um, a patriotic wear, and then there's evening gown, swimsuit, and then interviews is what we're being assessed on. And, uh, so really excited about that, but at the same time, nerve wracking because, you know, let's, let's add to that. And then, um, you know, and then of course everyone has their own personal life, right. Um, you know, in the whole, like, let's, let's shake it up and, and add to your own personal life. So what, what made you want to get into that, into, um, pageants? So the, the, the woman who's running it for this region, for the Maryland, DC, Virginia area is a friend of mine and she needed contestants. And she's like, Olivia, you would be perfect. She's like, you're gorgeous. You have talent. You would be great. You have a great network and you can help, you know, really help launch this uh, pageant for us in this region. And I was like, no, you don't want me to do it. She's like, yes, Olivia, you should. She's like, yes, you should. No, literally she said, you should do it. And after the third time, I was like, okay, I, I'll do it. And I went into it really as, why not? I'll do it. It'll be fun. And, and kind of really at that. And then I think, and I signed up a few months ago. And literally in the last, I would say, 60, 65 days, there was a shift in my, in my mind over it that I was instead of just, oh, I'm just going to do it just for fun to I'm, I want that crown. Like I will be Ms. George, you know, from Ms. Georgetown to, I will be Ms. District of Columbia. And my goal for that platform is to, I want to leverage that pageantry network that once I'm crowned as Miss District of Columbia is I want to take the network that I have in the military community and leverage those two networks together. Because what better way to help advocate for the military community by bridging those two networks, getting that military civilian divide closer together. And, you know, that's one network that I think could really uh, be leveraged this, this pageantry network that, um, that industry where there's beauty and there's talent and there's, you know, you just never know who you meet. And that's the beauty of networking. What, what do you think is the biggest uh, issue between civilians and uh, military uh, or, or even veterans? What's the biggest divide between those two groups? Because they need to be more, more together, I guess. But we find ourselves, especially as a brand new transitioned person, and maybe not you, it sounds like you prepared for it, but a lot of people are at like a, 
you know, an event or whatever. And they're like, oh, these fucking civilians, oh, they don't understand me. They don't understand what I've been through. And it, it's not good. It's, it's 100% not good. Um, what do you think is the, the big issue and how do people overcome that? So I think it's two different sides. So I think from a civilian perspective is the civilians definitely know about the military, right? Like, it's not that they don't know the military exists. I think the part that we don't do a good job is we don't storytell well enough our needs that the military has. What the civilian population tends to think that our needs are is that we are a bunch of broken people, right? That we've gone to war for 20 years and we're all broken. We do <laughs> Few have, of us are. <laughs> we, and, and I say that ever so lovingly. We yeah. do have problems and we do need resources, full stop, right? Like I've been very open about my own mental health, right? I took a journey this time last year. I didn't want to be alive. I had my own, you know, I didn't want to be here anymore because of my own journey that I went through. And I had difficulty in finding resources to, to help me. So I completely understand that. And I think it's getting civilians to understand that, that we have a need and our needs are different in the way we process things, the way we need help in things. Um, and oh, by the way, we, there's a stigma around mental health because of the way our environment is shaped, right? The oh, whole, yeah. we have to be tough, we can't get help, um, it's gonna end our career, all those things that we have to break apart and break down and change. So I think that's, it's so it's changing that barrier with the civilian. Yep. Then I think for within the military, the way the military looks at the civilian community, it's um, we have to change the attitude of um, entitlement, right? right? Oh, Nobody yeah. owes us nothing. Well, unless you have the NDSM, then everyone <laughs> owes you something. But that's just that's my opinion. That's <laughs> even, earned, never given. Even even if right. Um, it rightly so, right? Don't get me wrong. Like I love the fact that I was part of the greatest military in the world, but at the end of the day, nobody owes me anything. And I'm super proud of what I've done. However, it is incumbent upon me to translate what I've done and to take that to the next level. Nobody needs to give it to me and nobody's going to just hand it over. I, right. I have to do the work. And I think for somewhere there's a disconnect to some of our military members about that. And I'm not sure why, why that is. And I know that we, we preach that at Soldier for Life. I know we preach that at Transition. But for some reason, there's a disconnect. I don't know if that's a barrier in, um, in culture. I don't know if that's barrier in generation because I'm a Generation X right at the tail end, almost a millennial. Um so I'm not sure where, where that breakdown is, but definitely like we have to stop with the entitlement. Yes, we do want the civilian population to be thankful for what we have done, but they don't owe us anything. And I think sure. if we can change that, I think that could be very helpful. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not the end all to be all of some of the things that we have. But I think those are two of the steps that we can take to start going in the right direction. I think a big thing with it, when it comes to the whole entitlement, especially when military, especially now, even in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, it came from social media, movies, and those who wear their uniform in public for to look for gratitude, and then it just blows up because people realize they also have, they can get shit for free or discounted, so people <laughs> start wearing that, and people start, it kind of got a little um, desensitized to well, and what military is and what it means, 
all by people. Oh, I'm going to put my, my I'm going to put my uniform on there, and I'm going to stand out in public and and look for my thank yous, like or or, or the whole brovet culture. Oh my god, that's even uh, and worse. Like, look at us. There's three of us wearing grunt style and Valhalla. Oh, yeah, but see, we're okay. So <laughs> we're partnered with grunt yeah, style. Kind of, over to, you know, it's one of those things. But <laughs> but but it's the whole brovet stuff. Like, oh man, oh you know, I served in combat. You didn't, and yeah. you're worse than I am. Or you didn't serve at all, so I'm better than you. Like, fuck off. Like. But sometimes, Jeremy, sometimes being a, a brovet pays off. Can I? May I? Does it? Yes. No, give me an instance where being a brovet. Okay, never mind. I take that back. <laughs> All right, play that. I knew he was segueing to that. I think yeah. I have the video, which is better. No, you can see it here. No, it's right here. He's like, nope. He was just not having it. Now we've we've dissected that that whole thing. So there's a guy, probably judging by his beard, he's he's been separated from service. I'll give him at least eighteen months. Uh, upwards of you know three or four years. He did that McMap training. He's like, yeah, I got my tan belt. Ah. That for, that is one hundred percent. Like you're gonna die when you do that. That's a you just saw a unicorn. There's if a man pulls a gun in your face, I guess if he's gonna kill you, yeah, you're. you're I mean, you're putting that barrel in a so different direction. So I was direction, having that discussion with friends. That like almost ninety nine percent chance of you ever grabbing for so a gun who's being that's being pointed at you point blank, you're gonna die. Yeah, because his yeah. fingers on the trigger. We, yeah, we ready spoke, to go. We spoke about this. I remember you brought this up earlier yeah. in the week. And like you said, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the Most time. Most likely, yeah. That's I'm willing to I'm willing so, to put my two cents of my paycheck that's left on that because at, bang, that's it. It doesn't yeah. matter how close your face is. Here's here's a question: Would you rather go if if you have to fight? You have to fight someone. Would you rather fight someone? At that close range, with a pistol or with a freaking knife, a double-edged, okay. sharp as shit so knife. So knife is a whole different story. Yeah. It's it trying to get the proper aim versus you can swing all day you yeah, want and just hit something. cut you up. Yeah. So I mean, getting that barrel. I mean, the, you have to hit the target, and if you can wrestle that barrel into a different so location, what huh? what saved what 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 saved him? Yeah, was two things. One. He surprised the kid because this kid thinking I have this gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this, you know, I have this tool. No one's gonna mess with me. I'm the man right now. Yeah, that's the first thing that saved him because now the kid's 14, 15. Oh, is he young? Read, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I read the article. Oh. The 14, 15 year old oh, yeah. kid. He was shit in his pants. So inexperience. Yeah, and he didn't expect someone to just turn around and do what he did. And then you have you know, and then you have the guy who's like, Do you okay. know what? One of two things is gonna happen. He's gonna shoot me, or he's not gonna shoot me. He got lucky. Yeah. And either the gun jammed or the kid freaked out and panicked. Or let go and dropped it. Or yeah. let go and dropped yeah. it. It was one of the two. Because the initial I, fear is, I've got a gun, everybody's going to be afraid of it. Everyone's going to be compliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly no, not. not going to happen. for those watching, don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do There's that. There's a great show. I had him on the show. Uh, God, I can't remember his name. John something. Active self-protection. All he does is look at videos like that and he breaks them down. I had him on a couple years ago. Awesome dude. John... Um, it doesn't matter. I'll put the link in there. It the does matter. Notes. You brought up his name. I know. I can't, <laughs> well, well, I can't remember his last name. John something, but active self-protection, ASPX. So he goes through things like that. And uh, yeah, he, now you made me forget my train of thought because I feel like a jerk. I forgot his name. Um, the whole point of it is, oh, have your, like if you're carrying or something and that shit goes down, you wait for your chance, right? When the guy's looking at you with the gun, that's not really your chance to, no. and this kid, if he was 14 or 15, man, if anyone that I know was in a store when that shit happened and had their chance, that kid would have been dead. I mean, what's your take on it, Olivia? Uh, so when I first saw that, of course, the first reaction was like, hell yeah, right? Yeah. Awesome. Right. Um, go, go veteran. 
But then at the same time, I think reality kicks in. It's like, wow, he was lucky because he's really the lucky. truth <laughs> is we all know you statistically you don't do that, right? <laughs> the training tells you not to do that. And and then I think my lens is different, right? As a woman, I would I would have never done that because I'm five foot one and I weigh like 118 pounds. You know, almost everybody else is bigger than me and taller than me and outweighs me. So uh, pound for pound, height for height, you know, like everything's like stacked against me. So I'm better off just waiting to be compliant and figure a different way out, right? Um, strategy, being smarter, waiting for an entrance to to do something different is always going to be my better tactic. Um, or, but, or matching matching firepower. I call guns, everyone calls guns the great equalizer. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes the 75-year-old store clerk that's, you know, maybe has a bad hip and suddenly he can take an 18-year-old who's going to kill somebody. When yeah, I, it's so a tough when situation. My, to when in. I went through my... Uh, so I do tactical training every now and then at the uh, Triangle Tactical Center here in Raleigh. And the first first thing I tell you, I mean, yes, it's stand your ground state. You don't have any reason to need to, to, to flee. Defend yourself. But if they ask for your wallet, give them your wallet. Sure. Yep. If they're still actively pursuing and or trying to physically hurt you at that point in time, take any opportunity you can. Here's my wallet. All right, you trying to move on to the next person? <laughs> Bang. Yeah, Good yeah. night. Yeah. Have a nice day. It's, 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 it's a tricky thing. There's a lot of, lots of, it, when you carry a weapon in public, you, you have to think about it. And, and to stuff. be clear, and I know people are like, so whoever's watching, they're like, well, I mean, he did a good thing. You know, like, he like, did. I would have done the same thing. I wouldn't have done the same thing. And I get, and I get it. And I get it. Cause like I said, it's like, when you first look at it, it's like, cool. You know, yeah. good guy did a good thing. Got it. But at the same time, and it is, and I can tell people all the time, like in my, in my kids would ask me, it was like, oh, well, you're in combat and you did this. And I'll tell people all the time, no one wants to be in that position. No, hell no. No one wants to be in that position. Yeah. Like the last thing you I want to be doing. You need a straight jacket if you do. Yeah. Like no one is like pining to go and do. It is not a natural human thing to want to take another's life. Did you, um, did you find that uh, in a combat zone, I found this to be the case, if... If someone starts shooting at you, I couldn't shoot back, which that's a whole can of worms that screwed up my brain. But if someone starts shooting at you, it was almost a relief because you're like, okay, now it's on. There's the threat. Not, your brain isn't going, oh, is that is that person going to shoot? Is that per- What's going on so over that here? That was going- the change in 2005 when we were in Fallujah because we went yeah. there from 03, 04, from 04 time frame of the invasion to anything that had a weapon, you died yeah. to... Yeah. Oh, five hearts and minds. He's carrying around an AK, but he's not pointing it at you. You can't yeah. be like, oh, it's very much firing. It's yeah. So rules and, of engagement matter. Yeah. And yeah. for me, I know, know when I, when we were getting shot at, it's everything you become hyper aware, hyper vigilant. You see, hear, smell everything. And time. Everything. <sighs> and time slows down dramatically. <laughs> Every firefight I was in felt like it was hours long. Yeah. But then you go back over everything and it was like two minutes. I, I, having a surface to air missile shot at and me. And you are physically drained when it's over. Oh, God, yeah. So watch a video. Watch <laughs> a video drained. of a SA-7 being shot at an aircraft. It takes about, it's like three seconds and, and you're dead. I, the times that we were shot at, it was, I, it, to me, in my memory, it was like 15 minutes. Mm. Boof, you see the smoke. 
boof, you see that and you're like, okay, everyone's, oh, the whole crew is doing their, their you're, you're shooting out flares, you're doing everything. And then at the end, you're like, holy shit, that was probably a second and a half, maybe three seconds. Yeah. And it's amazing how it just becomes this long, and there's a reason for that physiologically. Your brain, the way it, it processes the memories goes through a different pathway yeah. uh, when you're under stress. And that pathway time doesn't matter which is yeah. good because yeah. it, it gives you it's like spider remember spider-man the first one where oh, the I think, fly well oh, hold on i goes, talk about fast and furious like i'm not talking about when i'm a nerd i remember spider-man yeah, you guys are yeah. nerds. no no definitely like the way you process and like you know i still mm-hmm. remember the, you know the, my first ambush and i remember trying to make the call because i could see the tanks you know mm-hmm. about a click away and i needed them i needed support and i couldn't get them on the radio and i was telling my gunner where to shoot and you know my truck was being pinged i can hear the small arms ping the side of my truck mm-hmm. um you know and at the same time i was in a predicament because we were ambushed and they put and we were stuck in the city and there was like old women and donkey carts in front of me and i mm-hmm. you know and we we're stuck we couldn't drive through and i you know as a leader like do I drive through? Do I plow them mm-hmm. over? Do I stay? Do I, do I start shooting? Like all these choices and all these decisions. And, you know, it was at the beginning and it was at that time where, you know, I, I had, I could have made those choices to shoot and nobody would have said anything because, you know, they're the bad guy. Right. But you knew, but you would have known. See, and that's, and that's the yep. part that people don't understand is like you, you're in that position, you're there and it's like, okay, they're shooting at me. I'm going to shoot back. And again, nobody wants to be in the position to shoot back. But at the same time, you know, not only am I trying to protect my life, I'm protecting his life and his life and mm-hmm. his life. And everyone around. And then there's, well, and you kind of rationalize it. Well, he's trying to take my life. Mm-hmm. And, and what I was, and it was funny because I was telling my son, who's actually trying to get into the military now, he's going through MEPS. No, last week and this week. <laughs> Duck walk. Yeah, yeah. I told him about that. And I was like, oh, you're going to have fun with this. Um, Choose a dog with a small I hands. told him, I was like, when you're in that position, you know, understand, no one wants to, I don't want to be that guy yeah. that knows I did this to another human being. But at the same time, you want to be that guy that comes out on top. Yeah. And and just the the quick stories that we just had here all four of us that kind of circles us back to the the transition thing and trying to communicate and become an active member of society and civilians have their idea of what you did and what you you know how many people did you kill like have you ever asked been asked that question and you're like well, First off. i don't get asked that question right because i think there's that belief that women can't aren't capable and we didn't do those uh, officers I, as well officers it, yeah as well. because I, yeah. I was a female and i'm an officer and we aren't we didn't do combat you know and and here's the thing i shattered my own i shattered glass ceilings right I, I commanded a unit that a woman has never done before i went out on patrols all the time you know yes i wasn't leading a charge i wasn't kicking down doors i wasn't doing cordon and knocks and searches that's not what i was doing i was doing convoy operations you know uh, making sure that um the VIP was not on the X. That's what I was doing. But at the end of the day, like I still had to be prepared. And in fact, I actually had to stop dismounting from my vehicle. And the reason why I had to stop dismounting from the vehicles because I actually put my soldiers at a higher risk and in, in danger. And the reason why is because I'm biracial, right? I'm first generation Korean American. I'm three quarters Korean and a quarter English. And in Iraq, I look different, very different. They don't see people like me. 
And when I dismounted, I there would be swarms of men that would come around me because they mm-hmm. I looked different and they they were very interested in what I looked like, and that really um, brought a different type of um, you know fear around the convoy around my guys and like what was happening and you know you just never know right that like that just really messes with your perimeter and so it, it got to the point where my guys were like ma'am I know and we know that you want to be with us and you are trying to lead because that's what you do that's what you're supposed to do you're our troop commander but for your protection and just for our own sanity can you no longer dismount with us because you, you do you want to see something cool as you're saying that I'm trying to remember hold on let me pull up this let me see if i can share my screen right jeremy without shutting everything yeah, down. be careful this book right here have you heard of this <laughs> yep yep yeah it's a fantastic book and and you were saying that being the first woman to to uh command was it a combat unit it was um in this book is pollyanna montgomery and she was the excuse me uh first female commander of a uh combat uh, aircraft, air, aircraft, aircraft squadron, um, which was kind of cool. And I served under her. I flew with her. And that's the funny thing, right? They, they talk about, um, uh, did I stop sharing the screen, Jeremy? No, 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 no. Kind of sort of. Let me unshare it. Hold on. Remove. Okay. Am I good? All right. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, but it's funny in, in flying, we flew with a lot of women. Uh, I, I don't remember how many, I mean, this 10% of the squadron or whatever, or of the flyers. Um, but as, as you're flying, you don't, care about that stuff at all you learn and that's something maybe civilians could take away because the person sitting next to you needs to uh, she needs to do her job as well as i need to do my job so we all come home at the end of the day and so that's not a colonel in the seat that's not a woman in the seat that's a pilot and that well, pilot better be a damn good pilot well that's the, that's the thing and and, and I, I try to explain this to everyone it was like oh well what about you know you know well, what about you know gays in the military or what about women in the military when you're in the military, yeah. no one gives a shit Can you do your who job? is to the left and to the right. Can you do your Can job? Can you do your job? Because there's a lot of dudes that couldn't do their job exactly. that I served with. And I'm exactly. like, some of the some of the finest people I've served with have been women, have been gay, have been trans. I have had zero I don't care yeah, yeah. what you do in your off time. Yeah, I really honestly don't. Yeah. So I agree with that. I got to give a little shout out real quick to Natasha Valerio. She's one of the coordinators, here, new coordinators here in North, not North Carolina, in uh, River Warriors. She's a female Marine friend of mine. I went to MOS school with. No, she was MP and I was a common engineer and then went to Motor T school. We served together in Fallujah, different units. But when I say there's a woman who could take care of shit and every man could fucking do nothing compared to her. She carried a fucking 240 saw. She was an MP. She did QRF. This girl two, is two a four, two bad... 240. 240. I'm oh, sorry. 240 golf. And then she carried a saw. 240 was on her on her home and she carried the, two, the the saw. I'm sorry. I'm rambling because she's freaking awesome. Two, two, yeah, 249 saw. 249. Yes, thank you. I'm rambling because... what I'm. My point is that you get certain females that join the military and they're looked at like they're they're nothing. And then you have those that rise above it and go, hey, watch this. Ah, yeah. She can shoulder that thing. And the thing and the, but the problem is, it's like we in the military don't really care. We know who the shitbags are. We know who the skaters yep. are. We know that because we're there. Yeah. The problem is people, and I'll say this delicately, that are ab- above all of that have to make political moves, have to make moves for certain things. So therefore they put things ahead of what should be. And they don't talk to anybody that's actually doing it. Yeah. Do you know what's funny, Jeremy, as we said that, uh, remind me at the end, I'm going to write a note, 
Remind me at the end of the show to tell you. Well, I'm not going to blow up his spot, but one of the worst pilots I ever flew with. Um, I mean, when I say worst, it was like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? I mean, dude might as well have been eating rocks on the side of the road. Anyways, it's 9.15 almost. Oh, uh, shit. My bad. Yeah. Colonel, it was fantastic to uh, to have you on. Um, where can folks find your, your latest project, your newest uh, podcast? Uh, well, once it launches, you'll be able to find it where all the other podcasts are. So iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all of that. And if you follow me on social media, I am on LinkedIn. You can find me as Olivia Nunn on LinkedIn. I am on Facebook as Olivia Nunn. And my handle on Instagram is RCR Princess. I know it's a little weird, but it's a nod back to my college days. I actually was a street racer. The Fast and the Furious days. No I was shit. A, yeah. I used to... <laughs> I used to drag race. That's awesome. My neighbor yeah. does that. And I'm like, you're yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> I do that now. I just don't get caught. Yeah. I, uh, oh, I actually God. built my own car. I had a, a little uh, MR2 and I imported a clip <laughs> from Japan. Uh, yeah. I souped it oh, up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was a little yeah. now, back in the day. Yeah. Do you, do you really drive a Tesla? I do have a Tesla. Yeah. I isn't it the most, y. isn't oh, it the most amazing? You two can talk off. No, listen here. <laughs> You just brought it all the way down. Because you guys have never driven a Tesla. I'll let you drive my <laughs> Tesla. And you're going to go, you're going to go, I never want to drive a, a gas car again. This is, do you just I love, love it? it? I, I love I it. it. I looked yeah, at the Model yeah. S. It's a $90,000 vehicle. I yeah, can't I afford that. Model S. I don't have it. You can get a used one. I was, I mean, um, I, I, I do. My heart is actually with the Range Rover. I would love to go back to that. But for now, I'll, I'll be in the Tesla. Yeah, it's it's just I, I've had mine for a year and a half and I still go out on the road and I put the pedal to the floor and I'm just laughing. I'm just, oh, <laughs> just enjoying I, I'm, life. Yeah, like I will it's tell you, so it's, much it's fun. so quiet. I'll hit 100 and not even realize oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'll look yeah, down yeah. like, ooh, I you, probably Kevin will get 300 that. miles and he's like, I got to recharge. I'll hit 500 on my car and go, I, now I need to fill up. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but, but and this is probably, there's two things, the, the performance of the Tesla and getting on the highway and hitting that, that uh, column thing twice and then going, oh, yeah, let's drive. Now. I do not oh, trust that technology that much. Oh, it's great. It actually, no, you I are, don't trust people. With with autopilot engaged, you are 40% less likely to get in an automobile accident. Driving a Tesla in general, it's 10% less than the. If I'm going down, it's going to be by my own hand. And, and the reason why I have a Tesla <laughs> is because I took my. Um, I took my severance pay before I was retired. Uh, I, I was medically separated, so I had a severance thing or whatever. Long story. I, uh, the, anyways, so I took that and I bought Tesla at very low. Nope. Very, very low. And everyone's nope. like, you're an idiot. That's got, and for years and years, everyone's like, get rid of it. Get rid of your Tesla stock. And I'm like, no, I'm hanging on to it. Wow. That's all. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. I bet you are. Yes. But thanks for coming uh, on, Olivia. We appreciate you. No, thank you. Thank yeah, you. it's late. Appreciate we got to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, absolutely man. fun. Um, thank thanks you. for coming on. My bedtime is like 4 a.m., so it's not even close. Yeah, you're one of those weird <laughs> late night gamers. Let me look. Let me look if I have a. I like. Oh, I'm still sharing the screen, it says. I'll stop you, sharing. You are oh, 100% not sharing your screen. Well, it, no, he had it in the background, but it wasn't up yet. Ah. So he had to pull it down to pull it back up so he doesn't crash everything again. Okay, like do, you what, do you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna play you out to a little music. Uh, oh, no. Little oh, music. no. Now, I tried to do this at the beginning. I, tried, I am so sorry, Olivia. I tried to do this. Now. No, no, no. This is good. Listen, this is music. He said that last week. We all know this song. <laughs> Walker Hayes. I didn't know what a Walker Hayes was until this song became viral. Oh, that, oh no. Oh, yeah, my 
was banging. She's a little man. Don't need no champagne popping in oh my Look at I I want to hang out with this dude more than anything in the world. Oh my god. I don't know if his wife makes an appearance in this one. I'm a little upset. <laughs> yeah, we had no bourbon or whiskey for this show at all. This is his TikTok. <laughs> What's the best? He does um Oh, uh, 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 remember that oh one? My oh my god. god. I'll play it next week. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Kevin, outro. Call, text, write to all your veteran friends, family, everybody you know, uh, and ask them how they're doing because that's what it's all about. Tell your stories. When you're sitting there, um, you know, getting coffee, tell your story. Talk to someone. See a guy with a veteran hat. He looks 75 years old and it's actually Frank. You just say, hey, what did you do? <laughs> What did you do in the service? And it makes a lot of difference out there. Um, so after Washington crossed the river. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After he crossed the river. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. We will see you next week in costume. Different time, 3 a.m. Ah, 3 p.m. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bye.